Chapter Twenty Five, Part Two, of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Twenty Five, Part Two, of Personal Narrative of a Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca, by Richard Francis Burton the badawin of al-hijaz in nomad life tribes often meet for a time live together whilst pasturage lasts and then separate perhaps for a generation under such circumstances youths who hold with the italian that perduto e tutto il tempo che in amor non si spende will lose heart to maidens whom possibly by the loss of the clan they may not marry and the light of love will fly her home. Footnote. There is no objection to intermarriage between equal clans, but the higher will not give their daughters to the lower in dignity. End of footnote. The fugitives must brave every danger, for revenge, at all times the Badawi's idol, now becomes the lodestar of his existence. But the Arab lover will dare all consequences. Men have died, and the worms have eaten them, but not for love. May be true in the West. It is false in the East. This is attested in every tale where love, and not ambition, is the groundwork of the narrative. Footnote. For instance, a certain religious man was so deeply affected with the love of a king's daughter, that he was brought to the brink of the grave, is a favorite inscriptive formula usually the hero sickens in consequence of the heroine's absence and continues to the hour of his death in the utmost grief and anxiety he rarely kills himself but sometimes when in love with a pretty infidel he drinks wine and he burns the koran the hated rival is not a formidable person but there are for good reasons great jealousy of female friends and not a little fear of the beloved's kinsmen such are the material sentiments the spiritual part is a thread of mysticism upon which all the pearls of adventure and incident are strung End of footnote. and nothing can be more tender more pathetic than the use made of these separations and long absences by the old arab poets whoever peruses the suspended poem of labid will find thoughts at once so plaintive and so noble that even dr carlyle's learned verse cannot wholly deface their charm the warrior bard returns from afar he looks upon the traces of hearth and home still furrowing the desert ground in bitterness of spirit he checks himself from calling aloud upon his lovers and his friends he melts at the remembrance of their departure and long indulges in the absorbing theme then he strengthens himself by the thought of nawara's inconstancy how she left him and never thought of him again he impatiently dwells upon the charms of the places which detain her advocates flight from the changing lover and the false friend and in the exultation with which he feels his swift dromedary start under him upon her rapid course he seems to seek and find some consolation for women's perfidy and forgetfulness yet he cannot abandon nawara's name or memory again he dwells with yearning upon scenes of past felicity and he boasts of his prowess a fresh reproach to her of his gentle birth and of his hospitality he ends with an encomium upon his clan to which he attributes as a noble arab should all the virtues of man this is goldsmith's deserted village in al-hijaz but the arab with equal simplicity and pathos has a fire a force of language and a depth of feeling which the irishman admirable as his verse is could never rival as the author of the peninsular war well remarks women in troubled times throwing off their accustomed feebleness and frivolity become helpmates meet for men the same is true of pastoral life footnote it is curious that these pastoral races which supply poetry with namby-pamby colonnades figure as the great tragedians of history the scythians the huns 
the arabs and the tartars were all shepherds they first armed themselves with clubs to defend their flocks from wild beasts then they learned warfare and improved means of destruction by petty quarrels about pastures and finally united by the commanding genius of some skin-clad caesar or napoleon they fell like avalanches upon those valleys of the world mesopotamia india and egypt whose enervate races offered them at once temptations to attack and certainty of success End of footnote. here between the extremes of fierceness and sensibility the weaker sex remedying its great want power rises itself by courage physical as well as moral in the early days of al-islam if history be credible arabia had a race of heroines within the last century galia the wife of a wahhabi chief opposed muhammad ali himself in many a bloody field a few years ago when ibn assam popularly called ibn rumi chief of the zubaid clan about rabiq was treacherously slain by the turkish general kurdi osman his sister a fair young girl determined to revenge him she fixed upon the arafat day of pilgrimage for the accomplishment of her designs disguised herself in male attire drew her kerchief in the form lisam over the lower part of her face and with lighted match awaited her enemy the turk however was not present and the girl was arrested to win for herself a local reputation equal to the maid of salamanca thus it is that the arab has learned to swear that great oath by the honour of my women the badawin are not without a certain platonic affection which they call hawa or ishq uzri pardonable love footnote even amongst the indians as a race the least chivalrous of men there is an oath which binds two persons of different sex in the tie of friendship by making them brother and sister to each other End of footnote. they draw the fine line between amant and amuru this is derided by the townspeople little suspecting how much such a custom says in favour of the wild men arabs like other orientals hold that in such matters man is saved not by faith but by want of faith they have also a saying not unlike ours she partly is to blame who has been tried he comes too near who comes to be denied the evil of this system is that they like certain southerns pensano sempre al male always suspect which may be worldly wise and also always show their suspicions which is assuredly foolish for thus they demoralize their women who might be kept in the way of right by self-respect and by a sense of duty from ancient periods of the arab's history we find him practicing knight-errantry the wildest form of chivalry footnote richardson derives our knight from knight a tilter with spears and caitiff from kataf a snatcher or ravisher End of footnote. the songs of antar says the author of the crescent and the cross show little of the true chivalric spirit what thinks the reader of sentiments like these footnote i am not ignorant that the greater part of antar is of modern and disputed origin still it accurately expresses arab sentiment End of footnote. this valiant man remarks antar who was ever interested for the weaker sex had defended the honour of women we read in another place mercy my lord is the noblest quality of the noble again it is the most ignominious of deeds to take freeborn women prisoners bear not malice o shibob quoth the hero for of malice good never came is there no true greatness in this sentiment birth is the boast of the faineant noble is the youth who beareth every ill who clotheth himself in mail during the noontide heat and who wandereth through the outer darkness of night and why does the knight of knights love ibla because she is blooming as the sun at dawn with hair black as the midnight shades with paradise in her eye her bosom an enchantment and a form waving like the tamarisk when the soft wind blows from the hills of nij 
yes but his chest expands also with the thoughts of her faith purity and affection it is her moral as well as her material excellence that makes her the hero's hope and hearing and sight briefly in antar one discern a love exalted high by all the glow of chivalry and i lament to see so many intelligent travellers misjudging the arab after a superficial experience of a few debased syrians or sinites the true children of antar my lord lindsay have not ceased to be gentlemen in the days of ignorance it was the custom for badawin when tormented by the tender passion which seems to have attacked them in the form of possession for long years to sigh and wail and wonder doing the most truculent deeds to melt the obdurate fair when arabia islamized the practice changed its element for proselytism the fourth caliph is fabled to have travelled far redressing the injured punishing the injurer preaching to the infidel and especially protecting women the chief end and aim of knighthood the caliph al-mutasim heard in the assembly of his courtiers that a woman of sayyid family had been taken prisoner by a greek barbarian of amoria the man on one occasion struck her when she cried help me o mutasim and the clown said derisively wait till he cometh upon his pied steed the chivalrous prince arose sealed up the wine cup which he held in his hand took oath to do his knightly devoir and on the morrow started for amoria with seventy thousand men each mounted on a piebald charger having taken the place he entered it exclaiming labaiki labaiki here am i at thy call he struck off the caitiff's head released the lady with his own hands ordered the cup-bearer to bring the sealed bowl and drank from it exclaiming now indeed wine is good to conclude this part of the subject with another far-famed instance when al mutanabi the poet prophet and warrior of hams a h three hundred fifty four started together with his son on their last journey the father proposed to seek a place of safety for the night art thou the mutanabi exclaimed his slave who wrote these lines i am known to the knight the wild and the steed to the guest and the sword to the paper and reed footnote i wish that the clever orientalist who writes in the saturday review would not translate alail by lenes subnocte susuri the arab bard alluded to no such effeminacies End of footnote the poet in reply lay down to sleep on tigris bank in a place haunted by thieves and disdaining flight lost his life during the hours of darkness it is the existence of this chivalry among the children of antar which makes the society of badawin damned saints perchance and honourable villains so delightful to the traveller who like the late haji wali dr wallen understands and is understood by them nothing more naive than his lamentations at finding himself in the loathsome company of persians or among arab townspeople whose filthy and cowardly minds he contrasts with the high and chivalrous spirit of the true sons of the desert your guide will protect you with the blade and spear even against his kindred and he expects you to do the same for him you may give a man the lie but you must lose no time in bearing your sword if involved in dispute with overwhelming numbers you address a melder dakhil ak yashaik i am thy protected o sir and he will espouse your quarrel with greater heat and energy indeed than if it were his own footnote the subject of dakhil has been thoroughly exhausted by burkhardt and layard it only remains to be said that the turks through ignorance of the custom have in some cases made themselves contemptible by claiming the protection of women End of footnote. but why multiply instances the language of love and war and all excitement is poetry and here again the badawi excels travellers complain that the wild men have ceased to sing 
this is true if poet be limited to a few authors whose existence everywhere depends upon the accidents of patronage or political occurrences a far stronger evidence of poetic feeling is afforded by the phraseology of the arab and the highly imaginative turn of his commonest expressions the destitute of the poetic taste as we define it he certainly is as in the Milesian, wit and fancy vivacity and passion are too strong for reasoning judgment the reins which guide apollo's car footnote it is by no means intended to push this comparison of the arabs with the hibernian's poetry the former has an intensity which prevents our feeling that there are too many flowers for the fruit the latter is too often a mere blaze of words which dazzle and startle but which decomposed by reflection are found to mean nothing witness the diamond turrets of shadukiam and the fragrant bowers of amberabad End of footnote. and although the badawin no longer boast a labid or a maisuna yet they are passionately fond of their ancient bards footnote i am informed that the beno Kattan still improvise but i never heard them the traveller in arabia will always be told that some remote clan still produces mighty bards and uses in conversation the terminal vowels of the classic tongue but he will not believe these assertions till personally convinced of their truth the badawi dialect however though debased is still as of yore purer than the language of the citizens during the days when philology was a passion in the east those stevens and johnsons of semitic lore firuzabadi and azamakshari wandered from tribe to tribe and from tent to tent collecting words and elucidating disputed significations their grammatical expeditions are still remembered and are favorite stories with scholars End of footnote. a man skilful in reading al-mutanabi and the suspended poems would be received by them with the honors paid by civilization to the travelling millionaire footnote i say skilful in reading because the arabs like the spaniards hate to hear their language mangled by mispronunciation when brockhart who spoke badly began to read verse to the badawin they could not refrain from a movement of impatience and used to snatch the book out of his hands and a footnote and their elders have a goodly store of ancient and modern war songs legends and love ditties which all enjoy i cannot well explain the effect of arab poetry to one who has not visited the desert footnote the civilized poets of the arab cities throw the charm of the desert over their verse by images borrowed from its scenery the dromedary the mirage and the well as naturally as certain of our songsters confessedly haters of the country babble of lowing kine shady groves spring showers and purling rills End of footnote. apart from the pomp of words and the music of the sound there is a dreaminess of idea and a haste thrown over the object infinitely attractive but indescribable footnote some will object to this expression arabic being a harsh and guttural tongue but the sound of language in the first place depends chiefly upon the articulator who thinks german rough in the mouth of a woman with the suspicion of a lisp or that english is the dialect of birds when spoken by an italian secondly there is a music far more spirit-steering in harshness than in softness the languages of castile and of tuscany are equally beautiful yet who does not prefer the sound of the former the gutturality of arabia is less offensive than that of the highlands of barbary professor willis of cambridge attributes the broad sounds and the guttural consonants of mountaineers and the people of elevated plains to the physical action of cold considering this to be a partial cause i would rather refer the phenomenon to the habit of loud speaking acquired by the dwellers in tents and by those who live much in the open air the todas of the nilgari hills have given the soft tamil all the harshness of arabic and he who hears them calling to each other from the neighboring peaks can remark the process of broadening vowel and gutturalizing consonant on the other hand the galas and the persians also a mountain people but inhabiting houses speak comparatively soft tongues 
the kairins actually omit some of the harshest sounds of arabia turning makas into maas and saka into sa it is impossible to help remarking the bellowing of the badawi when he first enters a dwelling-place and the softening of the sound when he has become accustomed to speak within walls moreover it is to be observed there is a great difference of articulation not pronunciation among the several badawi clans the benu auf are recognized by their sharp loud and sudden speech which the citizens compare to the barking of dogs the benu amir on the contrary speak with a soft and drawling sound the hutaim in addition to other peculiarities add a pleonastic ah to soften the termination of words as atini hawajia or hawaiji give me my clothes End of footnote. description indeed would rob the song of indistinctness its essence to borrow a simile from a sister art the arab poet sets before the mental eye the dim grand outlines of picture which must be filled up by the reader guided only by a few glorious touches powerfully standing out and by the sentiment which the scene is intended to express whereas we europeans and moderns by stippling and minute touches produce a miniature on a large scale so objective as to exhaust rather than to arouse reflection as the poet is a creator the arabs is poetry the europeans versical description footnote the germans have returned for inspiration to the old eastern source rockert was guided by jalal al-din to the fountains of sufism and even the french have of late made an inroad into teutonic mysticism successfully enough to have astonished racine and horrified la harpe End of footnote. the language like a faithful wife following the mind and giving birth to its offspring and free from that luggage of particles which clogs our modern tongues leaves a mysterious vagueness between the relation of word to word which materially assists the sentiment not the sense of the poem when verbs and nouns have each one many different significations only the radical or general idea suggests itself footnote this however does not prevent the language becoming optionally most precise in meaning hence its high philosophical character the word farce for instance means radically cutting secondarily ordering or paying a debt after which come numerous meanings foreign to the primal sense such as a shield part of a tinder-box an unfeathered arrow and a particular kind of date in theology it is limited to a single signification namely a divine command revealed in the koran under these circumstances the arabic becomes in grammar logic rhetoric and mathematics as perfect and precise as greek i have heard europeans complain that it is unfit for mercantile transactions perhaps End of footnote. rich and varied synonyms illustrating the finest shades of meaning are artfully used now scattered to startle us by distinctness now to form as it were a star about which dimly seen satellites revolve and to cut short a disquisition which might be prolonged indefinitely there is in the semitic dialect a copiousness of rhyme which leaves the poet almost unfettered to choose the desired expression footnote as a general rule there is a rhyme at the end of every second line and the unison is a mere fringe a long a for instance throughout the poem sufficing for the delicate ear of the arab in this they were imitated by the old spaniards who neglecting the consonants merely required the terminating vowels to be alike we speak of the sort of harmonious simple flow which atones for the imperfect nature of the rhyme but the fine organs of some races would be hurt by that ponderous unison which a people of blunter senses find necessary to produce an impression the reader will feel this after perusing in persis relics rio verde rio verde and its translation End of footnote. hence it is that a stranger speaking arabic becomes poetical as naturally as he would be witty in french and philosophic in german truly spake mohammed al-damiri wisdom had alighted upon three things the brain of the franks the hands of the chinese 
and the tongues of the arabs the name of harami brigand is still honorable among the hijazi badawin slain in raid or foray a man is said to die gandur or a brave he on the other hand who is lucky enough as we should express it to die in his bed is called fatis carion the coarse creve of the clefts his weeping mother will exclaim oh that my son had perished of a cut throat and her attendant crones will suggest with deference that such evil came of the will of allah it is told of the lahaba a sept of the auf near Rabih, that a girl will refuse even her cousin unless in the absence of other opportunities he plunders some article from the hajj caravan in front of the pasha's links detected twenty years ago the delinquent would have been impaled now he escapes with a rib roasting fear of the blood feud and the certainty of a shot road to future travellers prevent the turks proceeding to extremes they conceal their weakness by pretending that the sultan hesitates to wage a war of extermination with the thieves of the holy land it is easy to understand this respect for brigands whoso revolts against society records an iron mind in an iron body and this mankind instinctively admires however misdirected be their energies thus in all imaginative countries the brigand is a hero even the assassin who shoots his victim from behind the hedge appeals to the fancy in tipperary or on the abruzian hills romance invests his loneliness with grandeur if he have a wife or a friend's wife romance becomes doubly romantic and a tithe of the superfluity rubbed from the rich and bestowed upon the poor will win to gasparoni the hearts of a people the true badawi style of plundering with its numerous niceties of honour and gentlemanly manners gives the robber a consciousness of moral rectitude strip off that coat o certain person in that turban exclaims the highwayman they are wanted by the daughter of my paternal uncle wife you will of course if necessary lend ready ear to an order thus politely attributed to the wants of the fair sex if you will add a few obliging expressions to the bundle and offer latro a cup of coffee and the pipe you will talk half your toilette back to your own person and if you can quote a little poetry you will part the best of friends leaving perhaps only a pair of sandals behind you but should you hesitate latro lamenting the painful necessity touches up your back with the heel of his spear if this hint suffice not he will make things plain by the lance's point and when blood shows the tiger part of humanity appears between badawin to be tamely plundered especially of the mare is a lasting disgrace a man of family lays down his life rather than yield even to overpowering numbers footnote in our nightly ages the mare was ridden only by jugglers and charlatans did this custom arise from the hatred of and contempt for the habits of the arabs imported into europe by the crusaders certainly the popular eastern idea of a frank was formed in those days and survives to these End of footnote. this desperation has raised the courage of the badawin to high repute amongst the settled arabs who talk of single braves capable like the homeric heroes of overpowering three hundred men i omit general details about the often described sar or vendetta the price of blood is eight hundred dollars or two hundred pounds or rather that sum imperfectly expressed by livestock all the kamsa or amam blood relations of the slayer assist to make up the required amount rating each animal at three or four times its proper value on such occasions violent scenes arise from the conflict of the arab's two pet passions avarice and revenge the avenger of blood longs to cut the foe's throat on the other hand how let sleep an opportunity of enriching himself his covetousness is intense as are all his passions he has always a project of buying a new dromedary or of investing capital in some marvellous cult the consequence is that he is insatiable still he receives blood money with a feeling of shame and if it be offered to an old woman the most revengeful variety of our species be it remarked she will dash it to the ground and clutch her knife and fiercely swear by allah that she will not eat her son's blood 
the badawi considers himself a man only when mounted on horseback lance in hand bound for a foray or a fray and carolling some such gaiety as a steed a steed of matchless speed a sword of metal keen all else to noble minds is dross all else on earth is mean even in his sports he affects those that imitate war preserving the instinctive qualities which lie dormant in civilization he is an admirable sportsman the children men in miniature begin with a rude system of gymnastics when they can walk my young ones play upon the backs of camels was the reply made to me by a jahaini badawi when offered some egyptian plaything the men pass their time principally in hawking shooting and riding the sakur i am told is the only falcon in general use they train it to pursue the gazelle which greyhounds pull down when fatigued footnote baron von hammer pergstall in the faulkner clee calls this bird the sacred falk hence the french and english names sacre and sacre the learned john beckman history of inventions discoveries and origins sub voce derives falconry from india where as early as the time of stesias hares and foxes were hunted by means of rapacious birds i believe however that no trace of this sport is found in the writings of the hindus beckman agrees with giraldus against other literati that the ancient greeks knew the art of hawking and proves from aristotle that in thrace men trained falcons but aristotle alludes to the use of the bird as an owl is employed in italy the falcon is described as frightening not catching the birds elian corroborates aristotle's testimony pliny however distinctly asserts that the hawks strike their prey down in italy it was very common says the learned beckman for martial and apuleius speak of it as a thing everywhere known hence the science spread over europe and reached perfection at the principal courts in the twelfth century the emperor frederick the second wrote the arte venandi cum avibus and the royal author was followed by a host of imitators in the vulgar tongue though i am not aware that the hindus ever cultivated the art elian it must be confessed describes their style of training falcons exactly similar to that in use among the modern persians scindians and arabs the emperor frederick owes the capella or hood to the badawi and talks of the most expert falconers sent to him with various kinds of birds by some of the kings of arabia the origin of falconry is ascribed by al-masudi on the authority of adham bin muris to the king al-haris bin muawiyah and in dr sprenger's admirable translation the reader will find pages four hundred twenty six and four hundred twenty eight much information upon the subject the persians claimed the invention for their just king anushirawan contemporary with muhammad thence the sport passed into turkey where it is said the sultans maintained a body of six thousand falconers and frederick barbarossa in the twelfth century brought falcons to italy we may fairly give the honor of the invention to central asia End of footnote. i have heard much of their excellent marksmanship but saw only moderate practice with the long matchlock rested and fired at standing objects double-barreled guns are rare amongst them footnote here called bandukiya biruhain or the two-mouthed gun the leathern cover is termed gushat it is a bag with a long ring tassel at the top of the barrel and a strap by which it is slung to the owner's back End of footnote their principal weapons are matchlocks and firelocks pistols javelins spears swords and the dagger called jambia the sling and the bow have long been given up the guns come from egypt syria and turkey for the badawi cannot make although he can repair this arm he particularly values a good old barrel seven spans long and would rather keep it than his coat consequently a family often boasts of four or five guns which descend from generation to generation their price varies from two to sixty dollars the badawin collect nitre in the country make excellent charcoal and import sulphur from egypt and india their powder however is coarse and weak 
for hares and birds they cut up into slugs a bar of lead hammered out to a convenient size and they cast bullets in moulds they are fond of ball practice firing as every sensible man does at short distances and striving at extreme precision they are ever backing themselves with wagers and will shoot for a sheep the loser inviting his friends to a feast on festivals they boil the head and use it as mark and prize those who affect excellence are said to fire at a bullet hanging by a thread curious however to relate the badawin of al hijaz have but just learned the art general in persia and barbary of shooting from horseback at speed pistols have been lately introduced into the hijaz and are not common amongst the badawin the citizens incline to this weapon as it is derived from constantinople in the desert a tolerable pair with flint locks may be worth thirty dollars ten times their price in england the spears called kanat or reeds are made of male bamboos imported from india footnote i described elsewhere the mirzak or javelin End of footnote. they are at least twelve feet long iron shod with a tapering point beneath which are one or two tufts of black ostrich feathers footnote ostriches are found in al hijaz where the badawin shoot after coursing them the young ones are caught and tamed and the eggs may be bought in the madina bazaar throughout arabia there is a belief that the ostrich throws stones at the hunter the superstition may have arisen from the pebbles being flung up behind by the bird's large feet in his rapid flight or it may be a mere foolery of fancy even in lands which have long given up animal worship wherever a beast is conspicuous or terrible it becomes the subject of some marvellous tale so the bear in persia imitates a mullah's dress the wolf in france is a human being transformed and the beaver of north america also a metamorphosis belts trees so as to fell them in the direction most suitable to his after purpose End of footnote besides the mirzak or javelin they have a spear called shalfa a bamboo or a palm stick garnished with a head about the breadth of a man's hand no good swords are fabricated in al hijaz the kalawiya and other desert clans have made some poor attempts at blades they are brought from persia india and egypt but i never saw anything of value the daraka or shield also comes from india it is the common cutch article supposed to be made of rhinoceros hide and displaying as much brass knob and gold wash as possible the badawin still use in the remoter parts dira or coats of mail worn by horsemen over buff jackets the dagger is made in al yaman and other places it has a vast variety of shapes each of which as usual has its proper names generally they are but little curved whereas the gadaimi of al yaman and hazramaut is almost a semicircle with tapering blade wooden handle and scabbard of the same material overlaid with brass at the point of the scabbard is a round knob and the weapon is so long that a man when walking cannot swing his right arm in narrow places he must enter sideways but it is the mode always to appear in dagger and the weapon like the french soldier's coup shoe is really useful for such bloodless purposes as cutting wood and gathering grass in price they vary from one to thirty dollars the badawin boasts greatly of sword-play but it is apparently confined to delivering a tremendous slash and to jumping away from the return cut instead of parrying either with sword or shield the citizens have learned the turkish scimitar play which in grotesqueness and general absurdity rivals the east indian school none of these orientals knows the use of the point which characterizes the highest school of swordmanship the hijazi badawin have no game of chance and dare not i am told ferment the juice of the down palm as proximity to aden has taught the wild men of al yaman footnote not that the agrebi of bir hamid and other parts have much to learn of us in vice the land of al yaman is i believe the most demoralized country and sanaa the most depraved city in arabia 
the fair sex distinguishes itself by a peculiar laxity of conduct which is looked upon with an indulgent eye and the men drink and gamble to say nothing of other peccadilloes with perfect impunity End of footnote. their music is in a rude state the principal instrument is the tabel or kettle-drum which is of two kinds one the smaller used at festivals the other a large copper tom-tom for martial purposes covered with leather and played upon pulpit-like with fist and not with stick besides which they have the one-string rubaba or guitar that monotonous but charming instrument of the desert in another place i have described their dancing which is an ignoble spectacle the Badawin of Al-Hijaz have all the knowledge necessary for procuring and protecting the riches of savage life. They are perfect in the breeding, the training, and the selling of cattle. They know sufficient of astronomy to guide themselves by night, and are acquainted with the names of the principal stars. Their local memory is wonderful, and such is their instinct in the art of asar or tracking, that it is popularly said of the Zubaid clan, which lives between Mecca and Al-Madina, a man will lose a she-camel and know her four-year-old colt by its foot. Always engaged in rough exercises and perilous journeys, they have learned a kind of farriery and a simple system of surgery. In cases of fracture they bind on splints with cloth bands, and the patient drinks camel's milk and clarified butter till he is cured cats are carefully washed sprinkled with meal gunpowder and sewn up they dress gunshot wounds with raw camel's flesh and rely entirely upon nature and diet when bitten by snakes or stung by scorpions they scarify the wound with a razor recite a charm and apply to it a dressing of garlic footnote in al yaman it is believed that if a man eat three heads of garlic in good mountain salmon or clarified butter for forty days his blood will kill the snake that draws it End of footnote. the wealthy have feasts or ringstones brought from india and used with the formula of prayer to extract venom some few possess the tariyak theriak of al-iraq the great counterpoison internal as well as external of the east the poorer classes all wear the zaal or hibas of al-yaman two yarns of black sheep's full tied round the leg under the knee and above the ankle when beaten the sufferer tightens these cords above the injured part which he immediately scarifies thus they act as tourniquets these ligatures also cure cramps and there is no other remedy the badawi knowledge of medicine is unusually limited in this part of arabia where even simples are not required by a people who rise with dawn eat little always breathe desert air and at night make the camels their curfew the great tonic is clarified butter and the kai or actual cautery is used even for rheumatism this counter irritant together with the curious and artful phlebotomy blood being taken as by the italians from the toes the fingers and other parts of the body are the arab panaceas they treat scald head with grease and sulphur ulcers which here abound without however assuming the fearful type of the helcoma yemenense are cauterized and stimulated by verdigris the evil of which fracastorius sang is combated by sudorifics by unguents of oil and sulphur and especially by the sand bath the patient buried up to the neck remains in the sun fasting all day in the evening he is allowed a little food this rude course of packing lasts for about a month it suits some constitutions but others especially europeans have tried the sand bath and died of fever mule's teeth roasted and imperfectly pounded remove cataract teeth are extracted by the farrier's pincers and the worm which throughout the east is supposed to produce toothache falls by fumigation and finally after great fatigue or when suffering from cold the body is copiously greased with clarified butter and exposed to a blazing fire mohammed and his followers conquered only the more civilized badawin and there is even to this day little or no religion amongst the wild people except those on the coast or in the vicinity of cities the faith of the badawi comes from al-islam whose hold is weak 
but his customs and institutions the growth of his climate his nature and his wants are still those of his ancestors cherished ere mecca had sent forth a prophet and likely to survive the day when every vestige of the kaaba shall have disappeared of this nature are the hijazi's pagan oaths his heathenish names few being muslim except mohammed his ordeal of leaking red-hot iron his sock or scarification proof of manliness his blood revenge and his eating carrion that is the body of an animal killed without the usual formula and his lending his wives to strangers all this i hold to be remnants of some old creed nor should i despair of finding among the badawin bordering upon the great desert some lingering system of idolatry the badawin of al hijaz call themselves shafei but what is put into the mouths of their brethren in the west applies equally well here we pray not because we must drink the water of ablution we give no alms because we ask them we fast not the ramazan month because we starve throughout the year and we do no pilgrimage because the world is the house of allah their blunders in religious matters supply the citizens with many droll stories and it is to be observed that they do not like the greek pirates or the italian bandits preserve a religious element in their plunderings they make no vows and they carefully avoid offerings the ceremonies of badawi life are few and simple circumcisions marriages and funerals of the former rite there are two forms tahara as usual in al-islam and sak an arab invention derived from the times of paganism footnote circumcisionis causa apud arabos manifestissima ulceratio enim endemica ablationem glandis aut praeputi maxima cum facilitate insequitur mos autem quem vocant arabes al salc scarificatio viriritatem animumque ostendendi modus esse videtur exeunt amici paterque et juvenem sub dio sedentem circumstant capit tuc pugionem tonsor et prepulcio abciso tetrahit pelem ab umbilico incipiens aut parum infra ventremque usque ad femora nudat juvenis autem dextra pugionem super tergum tonsoris vibrans magna clamat voce caide sine timore veisi hesitet tonsor aut citremeat manus pater etiam filium si dolore ululet statim occidit reconfecta surgit juvenis et gloria deo intonans ad tentoria tendit statim nefando oppressus dolore humi procumbit remedia sal et tomerica cibus lacameli non nullos occidit ingens sopuratio decem autem excoriatis supersunt plerumque octo hipecten habent nullum ventremque palida tegit cutis End of footnote during wahhabi rule it was forbidden under pain of death but now the people have returned to it the usual age for tahara is between five and six among some classes however it is performed ten years later on such occasions feastings and merry-makings take place as at our christenings women being a marketable commodity in barbarism as in civilization the youth in al-hijaz is not married till his father can afford to buy him a bride there is little pomp or ceremony save firing of guns dancing singing and eating mutton the settlement is usually about thirty sound spanish dollars half paid down and the other owed by the bridegroom to the father the brothers or the kindred of his spouse footnote the spanish dollar is most prized in hal hijaz in al yaman the maria theresa the spanish government has refused to perpetuate its pillar dollar which at one time was so great a favorite in the east the traveller wonders how maria theresa still supply both shores of the red sea the marvel is easily explained the austrians receive silver at milan and stamp it for a certain percentage this coin was doubtless preferred by the badawin for its superiority to the currency of the day 
they make from it ornaments for their women and decorations for their weapons the generic term for dollars is real franza end of footnote some tribes will take animals in lieu of ready money a man of wrath not contented with his bride puts her away at once if peaceably inclined by a short delay he avoids scandal divorces are very frequent among badawin and if the settlement money be duly paid no evil comes of them footnote torale sicut est mos judaicus et persicus non inspiciunt nove nupte tamen maritus mapamanu capit mane autem puele mater virginitatis signa viris mulieribusque domi ostendit oesque jubilare jubet quod calamitas domestica filia intacta abiit sinon ostendiant mapam meret domus prima enim venus in arabia debet esse cruenta maritus autem humanior etiam si absit sanguis cruore palumbino mapam tingit et gaudium fingens cognatis parentibusque ostendit paululum postia puelle nonula causa dat divortium hic urbis et ruris mos idem est End of footnote. the funerals of the wild men resemble those of the citizens only they are more simple the dead being buried where they die the corpse after ablution is shrouded in any rags procurable and women and hired weepers not being permitted to attend it is carried to the grave by men only a hole is dug according to moslem custom dry wood which everywhere abounds is disposed to cover the corpse and an oval of stone surrounding a mound of earth keeps out jackals and denotes the spot these badawin have not like the wild sindis and baluchis favorite cemeteries to which they transport their dead from afar end of chapter twenty five part two Recording by Shanna Sare, Fresno, California.